Blog Talk Radio.
All right. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Barbara the Country Clean Lady, Adrian Charleston, and I'm your moderator, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks from all walks of life, teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe now is not hosted by a convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko, other than that one time, or a closet lesbian, but hey, we're going to put on a great show just as good as those people too, so listen up. <laughs> Tonight's topics are Callan uh, Kaepernick's uh, 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 The NFL Boycott, as well as uh, in a relationship, should your partners, uh, you know, put their, should you put your partner in need above the needs of the children? And uh, I guess that'll be an easy conversation because I guess the answer is going to be no. But uh, we'll hear you guys talk about it later on in the hour. Also joining us is our guest, prominent businessman and the rapper Mob Boss, who just played his song, Heart of a Lion. Uh, Barbara the Country Queen Lady will put our guest in the hot seat and interrogate him like a cop like she always does. And then after that, he'll join us for some topic discussions. But before we get into all that, I just want to say that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app from iTunes, Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. If you have an Android, get it from Amazon.com. You can't get it from the Google Play Store because, you know, they, they took the Blacktopia mobile app out. And they also took the giant blast mobile app out, and it's like, oh, weird. screw you, some guy named Jay. Get out of here. But it's all good, though. You can still get the app from those other places I named. And uh, also one of the benefits of having the app is you can, uh, if you're a fan of Mob Boss, if you like his music, you can get more updates on Mob Boss on the Blacktopia mobile app, at least for the next four weeks. Uh, so definitely download and install the Blacktopia mobile app and, uh, and, and you know, check out the pings and updates on Mob Boss, as well as uh, upcoming updates on our upcoming Blacktopia conference coming in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2018. Um, All right, enough of me plugging shit, because I'll do that later on in the show again during our break. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring on the the host and our guest. So uh, first, let's start with Bob of the Country, clean lady. AJ. I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, yeah, it couldn't be better. It was quite fine, Sweet. frankly. It was a good day. Awesome. Yes. Yes, ma'am. It's raining over here, but it'll be all right. Oh, it's raining over here, too. I love rain. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about loving it, but I mean, me personally, like I said, everybody else, somebody out there can't afford to pay their water or can't take a bath, and there it is. It's all for them right there. Oh, yeah. Almost people are happy. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Water. I guess they get it in the shelter, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead break off Adrian Charleston, the butterfly. Yes. Adrian Charleston. Hey. 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 
just gonna let y'all know early. Me and Jay gonna fight. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that that the way. You did. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. I don't I have no idea. Hmm. Everybody wants to fight me. Okay. Actually, that's not right. <laughs> Gotta get one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed off three and a half. Go and put that out there right now. Uh oh again. Yes. Alright. Yes. Let's go ahead and bring on the guest. Hey Barbara. Hey. Alright. Let's go ahead and bring on the guest. Mob Boss. Mob Boss, how you doing? How you doing, brother? Show. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Oh, we doing well, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing all right. Happy to be here. Happy to wake up we today. To... Good. We happy to have you, man. Now, uh, now let me let you know how the show go down and how to, you know, the listeners let them know too. Barbara, the country queen lady, is going to sit you down in the hot seat and interrogate you like a cop. Around 9:35, we'll take calls from the listeners. They'll ask you a few questions. Uh, and if they also want to talk about the topic, they'll do that too. At 10 o'clock, we'll take a break. After the break, we come back with the old church lady announcements. After the old church lady announcement, Adrian Charleston has a butterfly flow. After butterfly flow, we'll take some more calls. We'll also throw in our topics, the NFL, uh, you that, the NFL boycott, uh, and the uh, and could you put your children or, or your kids in front of whoever comes first, the, the, the man, wife, the kid, that topic. And uh, they'll also ask you more questions about your music. We'll also plug you all throughout the show. So, uh, so you ready for this mob boss? Yes, sir. Yes, That's yes, cool, yes. Bro. All right, Barbara, come clean, ladies and gentlemen. Let me hold up. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, mob boss, can you hear me? Yes, uh, yes. yes. Okay. How you doing? I just want to make sure. I'm doing all right. I just want to make sure we don't have that kind of sound static we had last week. Um, congrats on uh, my music, your single, Ain't Me, and all of your exposure. Nice. Um, you're welcome. Let's get right into this. Why the name Mob Boss? Of all the names you could have given yourself as a hook. Uh, well, I chose the, the name Mob Boss is... Uh, Come from is an organizational type name. Uh, it, it comes from a member of a brotherhood, and uh, I, I call myself the boss because uh, uh, you know we've been through a lot of struggles and we overcame a lot and just different things we've been through in life and homelessness and different things and coming back and, and conquering things and uh, trying to pursue the live righteous in our life. So. We use a uh, mob and boss. You know, it's a lot of people call themselves mob, but it's a meaning behind it. It's a member of the brotherhood, you know, whether it's black or whatever brotherhood that they're part of. But that mob is, you know, it means an organization, a group of people. And the boss is, uh, uh, that's a title that I, I hold for myself for different things I've been through in life. Okay. And I saw that you moved around a few times and that you're now in Texas. How has the rap industry grown or deteriorated there? 
what the the music industry here. Mm-hmm. Right in Florida, uh, it, it's never really been a platform in the city I stayed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I can tell you this: the 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 rap game has deteriorated in general because you have a lot of people lying about stuff and people who are scared to be them. And mm-hmm. that's why I deteriorate the rap game. A lot of people, you know, people don't want to make positive music. Uh, everybody want to be, they want to be the guy who shoots somebody or sell this drugs instead of being the guy who get a nine to five and want to take care of his family and be with his wife and different things like that. So, you know, uh, that a lot of that is deteriorating the rap game because, um, a long time, the, 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 the rap game, that, that's, the, that's really the side of the industry I'm in, but the rap music, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be realistic, you know. And, and, okay. And, and, Has it grown I, any there? Has it grown any? No, it hasn't grown any here. Uh, just a lot of people, different people coming out saying that they're rappers, but I wouldn't say anything grew as far as a platform in it, you know. Um yeah, I want I, I want to say it, it grow in here. You have to a lot of artists. You have artists that's in Atlanta right there where the people being signed and all this, and they can't get signed. So sometimes you have to go outside of your city anyway. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, as long as you in your city, you'll be considered local. But you can go up to the next uh, city uh, and you're not a local anymore. So you know it. it I, I, I haven't seen anything where my city has did anything as far as building the music industry here or nothing. Okay. And you founded Mom Music in 2000. What was the initial feeling to this, you know, this big move? I mean, do you regret ever making this career opportunity possible? Um, what I regret about it is a lot of people feel like you're some superstar or they feel like you you think you're over somebody or people feel like uh, they want you to sign them to this record label and they they don't want to work. They don't want to work. And the only thing that I regret about it is I lost a lot of friends. Um, a lot of people that I thought was my friends all my life when I got in this music, me and them are not friends no more because, you know, they, they do things about money and, they want to they wanna get your money and, and mess you over, or they want to uh, get some fame off of you, or it's all kind of stuff. I, I regret it sometimes because you don't get any support sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, especially not when you're not a, a, a somebody who sips and goes with the trend. I don't really go with the trend. You know, I like, I make music about the things I've been through and, 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 tr- and trying mm-hmm. to live right, you know, so. A lot of times, yeah. J. Cole, they want to hear future. But even mm-hmm. though J. Cole tell you the truth and something to upbuild you, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear the Mercus, the Perkins said in the Molly and all that. But you know, right. that they want to hear the lies that the, that the uh, God blessing the trap dudes, but the mm-hmm. dudes down there just went to jail for life. You know, they yeah. don't want to hear J. Cole the, the love yourself and the common and stuff like that. Right. Because to them, that's not music, you know. So no, it, it, it's I, not I, popular. It's not popular either, and it, and it doesn't get um, the interest of the public. And it's not that's not what rap was about in the first place. Same thing like they were saying R and B and 
other versions of hip hop. The original reason why a lot of the guys came up um, with their music, um, like KRS One and them, it was a point to educate the people. You couldn't reach them any other way, especially those who were illiterate or those who, who didn't have a proper upbringing. The music was how you got them instructed to learn better and do better for themselves. And it just seemed like the whole industry has really gotten away from that. I mean, that's why you got some of the old guys coming back. I mean, because they're trying to get it back to where it was initially. It wasn't meant to stand out there and, and rep your, your neighborhood by being an ass or lying about what you've done. It was, it was about getting everybody together like you would a neighborhood block party, you know, enjoying the music, enjoying each other, learning, you know, from, from, from where you've been and bettering yourself to where you're going to go. And it, it's become completely 360 away from that, in my opinion. And God bless you trying to get it back in that direction with the kind of artist um, that you have on your face. And I thought that you were self-employed. I mean, is that totally focused on my music, or do you have enough uh, skills? Um, I also work. I'm a janitor, too. Um, but, you know, I, self-employed is my music, and I also have a little small clothing company. But I also work a nine-to-five job, so, you know. Okay, so you have a base, you have a base in it on both. So it's not just the total focus on the on the music business. It's, it's other means as well. Uh, what do you mean as far as working? Yeah, because I thought when you said self-employed, the total focus was on mom music. That's why I was asking you, did you have any other skill aside from just the total focus? You know, most when they go into the music business, you total focus on that. But you're saying you have another job as well. Mm, I have a job. I'm a janitor. I clean toilets. Uh, mm-hmm. have a uh, when I was saying self-employed at that time I just didn't change it but what I was really talking about I also have a clothing company it's small you know it's just mm-hmm. me I clothes and uh, my music I wouldn't say that that's self-employed because as in the point the point I'm at right now I'm I'm really spending money you know when mm-hmm. you're employed you're making money. So I wasn't right. really self making any money like that to call it employed. When I say self employed, that was talking about my my clothing business that I have. Oh, okay. And and I, like I said, I clean toilets. Um, Just trying to know, say, man, I have a cleaning company that I've had for eighteen years. You're on my page, it's right up there. What you saying? Stop saying it like that, like it's a bad thing. I made damn good money doing it. I'm semi retired now, but yeah, what you trying to say? <laughs> what, what you trying to say? Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's you right, girl. Child. You can make money with it the right means. Unfortunately, for you in Texas, I understand. Let me ask you about that because you in Texas, I'm told, a lot of folks were telling me to move in that direction. I'm told that you can get more contracts as a black man um, in any part of Texas. Um, is that true? Because I know in other states, I've, I've ended up battling my own black kind instead of those who've made money. I figure, like, with share or step back and let somebody else get the opportunity. That doesn't happen here. That's why I say now I'm semi-retired, because I don't have time to argue with somebody over something that if we were white, you would be sharing it with me. Unfortunately, because we're both Negro or some version of Negro, you feel like you need to uh, possess it on your own. So is that true? Is there more business in Texas for what we do? Well, it's more opportunities. 
Yes, it is. It's more opportunities. And 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 I think that's like when I went to uh, Evergreen, Alabama, you had little mm-hmm. towns over there that had black sheriff and, 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 and black mayor. So, you know, of course it's going to be some uh, better opportunities over there. But uh, I've seen a lot of black people run to Atlanta and Texas, and, and they have actually made a life for themselves over there. So I went over there, you know, and I stayed over there for a little while. I really wasn't on the working. You know, I was mm-hmm. over there with my uncle and talking about the music and things. But he, my uncle, he, like, makes, like, $2,000 a week. So yeah. he's trying to get me to move. So it all Doing it. it all matters mm-hmm. your drive. You know, mm-hmm. it matters your drive. Now, when you get around in certain places, you do have black folks that like to go against each other, mm-hmm. which I can't understand because you see the uh, the 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 uh, you see where we are at as black people, and we we're tore down. So I don't even understand why one black person want to stop another black person, or they trying me to me neither. But that's what they do. You got to tell them you on your job. They yep. tell on you. You're on black people. So I, I, you know, the, the state that the black people are in right now, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a bad state. It and, is. Uh, a lot of our brothers are are convinced in their mind that they can't do something. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big battles, that they can't do something. And so mm-hmm. they're left to look down on their other brother if they see him do something. Because, too, they don't want you to get ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But I see you a father of boys. I mean, how important for you is your influence on them through your music, your life, you know, being a producer of a, of a record label? How how important is your influence on them opposed to what you see going on around them now? Well, I'm going to say this. When I first started, I, made, I, had, I got a couple gangster songs. Okay, and my son and them loved those, those gangster songs, and I, they was in there the one day listening to the, the songs, and and, and and I could see how they were bobbing their head to it and stuff. And then I told myself, I said, I'm too old for this. I can't be just making this music to lead these young brothers astray. And mm-hmm. so I was looking at things, thinking that, and I could see how I, the things I say are catchy, choruses and different things right. like this. So you be running around singing that song throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your children are probably, my children, all my boys respect me because I'm their father. They always respected me. I, I actually think that not to be disrespectful, but I think they respect me over their mother. You know, right. but, so it is very important. So that's why I focus on changing my music up to lift mm-hmm. brothers up. Because I don't want a brother to get shot after he listens to him one of my songs. Right. Right. And I'm glad and you're I, taking that respect because, like I said, as a father, I mean, I know you see the biases and the issues that these young men face in this generation. And, and and it's almost as if those who are not raised properly, it's not their fault, but they cause what you have instilled in your children for them to doubt through peer pressure, you know, that upbringing. And, I mean, I mean, how hard is it for you to be able to, teach them, guide them through or around those negative concepts. Because everybody want to just keep focusing on the police. It's not just the police where you see this stuff coming from. 
it is from within the home, and you know what I'm saying. I'm quite sure mm-hmm. being a single man, you've dated women, but you've been like, what the hell is she doing? How is she raising her kids? And you wouldn't want mm-hmm. this woman, you know, around your children. It, it's got to be hard on both sides. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's got to be hard, is it not? Because it's not just it's one issue hard. that's causing it. It's very hard. I'm going to tell you about men. A man, a man will look at a woman, and he will see this woman is on Facebook or whatever, wearing little dirty clothes. I mean, not dirty clothes. I'm saying uh, uh, provocative stuff or stuff that's showing their body. And I never mm-hmm. respected women like that myself. Now, it's okay, you know, you're a model or whatever, but you have some of these girls, they want to have their chest out and they, and they back side. I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, you know, you like to see it because you're a man, so you gotta look at it. But a man doesn't have respect for that, and and, and and you know, you have that that's messing with the young boys. They see any girls, then you go in there and you're cheering. My little daughter was in there watching uh, uh the Kardashian girl on the beach, halfway naked, and I came mm-hmm. in and turned the TV. So it it could be that TV, it's that radio, it's that uh, it, it, it's the peer pressure, but. Mm-hmm. And, and, to go to it, you can raise your children good as you want to, but your children still have free will. You know, my mama never taught me to do bad things, but mm-hmm. I wanted to do bad things, and no, nobody was going to stop that. Right. So, you know, folks got pennies locking me up, and my friends got pennies getting killed, and I was in the hospital for getting shot up and different things through the years. You know, my son knows these things, so he'll tell you he don't want to go this route. I've seen what my dad had been through. I think that was an influence on him. But it, it's hard. It's hard out here. You have to stay on your children, and you mm-hmm. have to put knowledge in your children. You People don't put knowledge in their children. They send the children down there to the school, mm-hmm. and, and they can see it. But you're not putting knowledge in your children. You, Mama taught me to clean up. Mama taught me to, to uh, cook. Mama never upheld me and wrong. Right. Daddy used to punch me in my mouth if I got smart. You know what I mean? can't even discipline right, my Right. And see, that's why I like the songs that I listened to that you had, like God Knew, Paper, and I Can't Lose. I know that they relate to the game, and I think these kids got a misconception of what you guys mean, the older cats, like in our generation and yours. When y'all say game, you mean life in general, how you mm-hmm. can make it benefit you in a positive way that, you know, you're not looking back and saying, I wish I never did, or that, like I always say to everybody I interview, that's the first thing people see is your beginning, not what you become in the end. They look at how you started out, what you said in the beginning, and I don't think these guys understand of relating to what the game is. And, I mean, for the single that you did most recently, Ain't Me, you know, what about that? You know, the lyrics to it, because, I mean, for me, it explains you once I, you know, befriended you and, and looked everything up on your page. Ain't me, uh, the lyrics behind it, what were you saying specifically in that song? Well, what I was saying was that I was saying it ain't me because a lot of dudes, they hate on people. They want to see their brother down. And I was saying that's not me. I'm not that kind of dude. I want to see a person progress in their life. You know, I want to see you doing more positive things. I want to see the brother that's running around in the street uh, doing this and that. I want to see you start paying your child support. I want to see you start getting your children. I want to see you get your job, brother. But 
at the same time, I was telling my story when I said, uh, I said that I came plenty of nights I was homeless. Mm-hmm. And, and I was talking about my progression that I made in life because a long time ago, people wouldn't say good things about me, but now through they seen my progression, and now they'll mm-hmm. say, oh, that brother there came a long way. So I was saying, you know, a, a lot of time when those dudes are rapping, if you listen to Young Boosie or something, and they'll tell you about the shooting, then they'll tell you about the jail time. They're not actually glorifying the shooting. They're just telling you how the game goes in yeah. their life, like you said, life. And their mm-hmm. life, they're also telling you it's consequences to them things. You know, but they, people only hearing the shooting part, but they're telling mm-hmm. you about the consequences to it, too. Right. Yeah, you get up there and them folks going to try to give you 100 years in prison. I know little, little young dudes. Mama sit around here crying, and they moved to a certain neighborhood. Now the dude got 50, 60 years in jail. And he wasn't even that kind of dude. He followed somebody pure. He followed pure pressure. So he went mm-hmm. out there and shot. Now they got 50, 60 years. And he ain't number right. 19 years old. Right. So he threw his whole life away. But, you know, they say it's not cool to make references to your, you know, beliefs. You make a lot of religious references outside and within your label, your page, your song. Does that revelation to the public or even some of the artists that you represent or think about representing, does it draw any negative feedback or response? Well, okay, see, not me. I get negative feedback all the time because, you know, I always been a person. See, I grew up in foster homes. Your home is on the street and, and mm-hmm. state to state. So right. I had to, I, you know, I grew up hurt in my inside. I was very hurt and full of anger. And mm-hmm. my religion, when I went into studying the Bible, this is what brought me my knowledge to, to, to progress me to where I'm at now. So, you mm-hmm. know, I'm always talk about that. I can't hide that. I cannot right. hide that. That's who I am. But I have brothers on the label who are Muslim. I have brothers mm-hmm. on the label who are Baptist or this and that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really uh, force my belief on nobody as mm-hmm. far as the record label goes. But I do talk about my God, you know. And mm-hmm. if anybody believes in the Bible, that God is named Jehovah because that's what the Bible says his name is. So whether somebody would want to go uh, listen to that or not, you know, that's what the man's name is. That's what he says in the Bible. That's what his name is. Right. I'm just giving glory to my God, but I'm not trying to force that on nobody. And I do get a lot of negative feedback for it. But my whole mm-hmm. thing is this. If you're really a dude that came from the street, if you're any really somebody who's been through struggles, then mm-hmm. whether you the, uh, 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 whether you study comedic or uh, uh, science or whether you study uh, religion or whatever you study, uh, you can be a – I mean – it, it's got to be something that in your life that 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 you look up to that's bringing you to a greater level, whether you just call it the creator or not. You know, right. so I really don't care to push that on nobody, but that's my struggle. That's 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 who mm-hmm. brought me to where I'm at now. So yeah, I don't but you're not pushing on nobody. I mean, I'm I'm proud of you for saying something about it because I was wondering if you were gonna. That's how comfortable you just got to mention about being, you know, in foster care and stuff like that. Your music, that's why I mentioned those particular ones I listened to thoroughly. Not just Ain't Me, but God Knew, especially God Knew, Paper uh-huh. and I Can't Lose. So you pushing yourself past what people had perceived you to become. You do realize a lot of children who come out of orphanages, foster homes, 
people don't assume that they will become anything out of life. They assume mm-hmm. that, like you said, because they have that hate within them, just like a child like me was molested, you, mm-hmm. you feel like the hate within you, you will never become somebody because you're too busy, angry at everybody who let these things happen to you. You know, you as a child, you don't understand why you're in these situations, and you feel like mm-hmm. people let you down and put you there. So for you saying what you said, I'm proud of you for bringing it up because I won't go say anything after researching it. But, you know, God knew that particular song stood out with me after, you know, reading up on you and stuff like that. I'm just glad that you're taking the circumstances you came from, making it positive for you, not only in the industry, but as far as being a father and a parent, because it's very important that your kids have that structure. And and looking at you on your Facebook page, my music page, all the other things that I've seen you on, you are very structural and making that happen for your kids, whether you're with their mother or not. You're very structural. And and a lot of men need that example. You really need to make that an example because it doesn't matter if you're with them. If you don't want them to live the kind of life you live, you're going to have to make that additional sacrifice to make it better for them, and I think you're doing a damn good job on it. Thank you. So, I mean, you thank know, you. thank you for putting that out there. Truly, I hope that, you know, with your own story, that the guys that you represent within mom music can understand. Everybody may talk about that situation, but it's the way you talk about it. Not glorifying what happened to you, but giving an example to another child who may be sitting in the orphanage right now or mm-hmm. in a foster home. Somebody that sent them the mixtape or however they may have got it, listening to how you overcame it to be a better person. And that's that's the translation that everybody's missing within the music industry, whether it's hip-hop or rap in general. The reason why the old guys did the music the way they did, they wanted people to do better. They wanted to do it in a form where you know anybody going to sit down and listen to Marlon King, even though everybody knows the speech, I have a dream. You know anybody going to sit down and listen to um, any of the other black, activist because you don't have the temperament to sit there. But you will quit to turn on the radio and listen to my song, and I can give it to you just as good right through that. That was mm-hmm. the reason for the music, you know. And I'm just yes, hoping man. that through you and my music, you can keep that going. But as far as the new artists now coming out, what's your take on the new kind of hip-hop that, you know, they're presenting out to these to this young. I don't like this new generation. I really don't. But the, and I know why. Because a lot of them come from bad backgrounds where the mothers aren't mothers themselves because they weren't raised right themselves. You're only following what you know. And I mean, but for the new hip hop, what's one thing about it you would change of the well, new artists out now? The lies. It's the lies that they tell me. You know, it's just it, it, it's too much lying and. And like you said, the dudes who of the older generation. Now you could hear Pop say uh, he'd probably say in this song he was fighting the shooting. Then he'll come back in another song and say smile for me. And then he'll tell you, you know, uh, we all military-minded soldiers uh, shooting shots blindly trying to find Jehovah. So Pop was also on that never to tell you to lift yourself up. He was just telling, like I say about that. But these. Young dudes now, they glorify the street life, and they never lived it. And then there's another young dude listening to them say that they shot this dude, and then they go out and do it. So you done led mm-hmm. them straight. You don't know what it's about. 
You never right. been to prison to lay down and leave your children and your baby mama out there suffering. You never been through that. Right. So why you don't here and tell these young dudes this and that because you want to sound good? You know, and right. I don't agree with that. I don't. I, I don't agree with that. And like I say, another thing I don't like is that they're not listening to uh, Common and Most Def and, and J Cole and Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar. but they don't want to listen to the things that are educational. They want to listen no. to all calling the females a B word and. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, I hate, I hate for a dude to get up there and call my sisters a B word. You know, I hate right. that. Say girl. I'm not saying that because you got a mama too, and somebody call your mama that you be ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah, it's it's, it's the contradictory hypocrisy. Yeah, of the industry. That that's that's why I'm asking you because I mean I know a lot of you guys will put it into perspective. And I mean, you know, you got the human beatbox and all the other guys, they starting to come out and say something now. So you know you got no nerves when you have all the older guys who have sat back and they just do their little shows. They come out there and there again to let you know they still around, do their little shows in the different cities. But when they actually sitting down on one oh six and park and other um you know, syndicated radio shows and saying how they feel about these young guys. You got no nerves because normally they say, you know, like um, I can't think what is his name, the human beatbox. I can't think his name now. But um, yeah, normally now he said on um one of the radio stations I was listening to when I was crossing over, um, listening to them copy our show. Um, he was telling the young lady because she said, "What do you think about the new hip hop?" He said his son wanted to be. An artist and the the producer that wanted to get him the record label, he told them no because the kind of music they wanted him to perform, he was not about. Um, because he knew that in the day when he did music, even with being a human beatbox, he did not um, belittle himself or anybody else to get a song across to, to make the song popular. So he, you know, he said in this generation, they normally wouldn't say nothing because they want young black guys to have opportunities that they didn't have back in the day. But when they cross that line and they try to put their name involved or try to, you know, use one of their books to, you know, go outside and try to put themselves on the same house. And I completely agree with you on that. It's one thing when you want to try to make it in this business. It's another way to go about doing it. Barbara, Barbara, your phone is breaking up. Barbara? Okay, Barbara? Yeah, it's real. It's broken up a little bit and kind of low. Well, uh, most of them, can you hear me now? Most of them are worried about, go ahead. Okay, they're worried about the bottom line. They're not worried about the music that the person creates and how it will affect their lives long term. And I mean, that's why I say to a lot of you guys now, we have record labels. I'm truly hoping that that's what you're doing. As far as your artists, as far as your music, making sure that all the way around you can't find nothing bad to say about me. Now, personally, mm-hmm. I may have my issues, before, but as far as an artist, you can't catch me with no wrong. That's how no. the older guys were. Now, a lot of them had personal problems where, you know, they had wife issues and girlfriend issues and stuff. But when it came to their music, it was raw and it was correct. There was nothing was you could cool. say about their music. And that's the kind of way I wish everybody would get back to now. Mm-hmm. But it's popular, it's like you said, to say the trash. The trash is more popular than the actual music. Mm-hmm. And I like Young Thug. I like some of Young Thug songs, but sometimes you don't even know what he's saying on the song. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even be saying nothing. You know, right. it's just they rhyming. It, it's no substance in their bars at all. 
You know, like right. sometimes I play my songs so people like can't lose, and they say, "Man, that song give me chills," because I want to mm-hmm. say something. You know, right. they think it's about a beat and just get on their sense, but it's no real message behind it. Only right. message behind it is get money, sleep with women, and do some gangster, uh, some gangster stuff, and you know, but that is more the life than that. Right. It's way, you know, really, the 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 dudes who came from that gonna tell you they wish they never lived there anyway. So, you know that I don't like how they don't say nothing, and I don't like how a lot of artists today they just feel like the the record company supposed to do this and that. But those artists back in the past, those dudes were real workers. They was out in the street with their music. They were really, uh, you know, they made their own way. You know, right. these people they they want to be lazy. I done had to mm-hmm. get rid of artists because they want to get be lazy. Right. You know, I'm over here working. Someone was better artists than me. I'm over here working, but y'all want to be lazy because you saying right. I'm the rep company. But right. no, it don't go. You got to work for the things you want in this life. And as far as the music, I want to hear some music. Even when dudes talk about gangster stuff, you know, I could relate to it because it it was real. Yeah. They were talking about the struggles. And it was they was actually saying something. I don't even be knowing what half of these dudes are saying now. I can listen mm-hmm. to the songs here. I don't know what they just said. They could have said some homosexual stuff in there. You don't know. Right. Right. And it's you the know? quality of music that they're getting away from as well. And, I mean, like I said, I'm just hoping that guys like you and others can try to straighten it out and get it back into the right direction. Y'all got any questions for my boss? Thank you for the interview. Oh, yeah. Thank you, now, um, now, now, listeners, I just want to let you know you can get more information on Mob Boss by going to mobbboss.blogspot.com. You get all the updates on Mob Boss and everything he got going on, his, uh, his music, uh, places he's recently been featured on, like 50 Cents, This Is 50, Southeast Hip Hop Magazine, Blastopia. He was recently uh, named the, uh, the MCM, Monday Classy Man in Blacktopia. So definitely check that out. Uh, we're about to start taking some calls. Uh, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. And uh, if you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is just press 1. We'll bring you on. Uh, you can talk to Mob Boss. You can also talk about our two topics. Or if you have a topic, that is, you have something you want to throw in the mix and you want us to uh, want to bring it to the attention on the roundtable, Definitely do that. Uh, we got a caller at the 313-352. You're on the air. Who is this? Peace, what's going on? Peace, Jai Bell. Yeah, what's going on, man? John, I just got a, um, I just got a couple of things I want to say real quick. Um, uh, first of all, and this is my, this is um, from what I learned growing up in hip hop. You know, I'm 46. I grew up on hip hop all my life, so um, I would like to say that um, I don't I don't believe that you know when people say that hip hop is dying or dead or you know it's falling off or anything like that I never believe that only because hip hop has um, evolved and it's going to continue to evolve from um, the golden age which was the 80s from the beginning um, from the beginning stages with the um, with the last poets and Gil Scott Heron and people like that. All the way up until now, which um, which where artists like you mentioned, like Young Thug, um, hip hop is gonna always evolve. If hip hop was truly dead or dying, there would be no 
there would be no evolution. There would be no um there would be no way it can it can thrive or be successful on any type of level. Now, of course uh, us old school people may not like what's being played on the radio today. We may not uh, we not we, we may not dig the type of music that's being that's being um uh forced um that's being forced upon us by the radio and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, we we were subject to that in the 80s. Like, everybody didn't like LL. Everybody didn't like DMC. Everybody didn't like, um, you know, the 90s music, Public Enemy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that with hip-hop, it's a matter of choice. What do you like to listen to? What grabs your ear? And what kind of message can you get out of it? Messages were okay. always there. Were always positive messages being messages being given by all types of artists. I just I just I just like that. Um, a lot of our uh, a lot of our artists are diverse enough to not be stuck in um the type of message they deliver in their in their raps. Say for instance, Run DMC. They were party, but then they have positivity. You know, say like um Eric B and Rakim. They have party music. They have even LL Cool J for the most part, you know, was party music bullshit. But he has a positive he has a positive records too. You know, even even artists of the day, you know, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention Jay Z. Jay Z hasn't always been positive rap, you know what I mean? He's always been about um braggadocious rap. But lately he's been putting out a little bit more positivity in his rap message message oriented um um raps and everything. So with that said I want to commend you, bruh, for um for taking the time to um use your platform to deliver something that's more meaningful as opposed to something that's um less less useful like a party record. You know, um right. delivering something in your um in your raps and your in your music that will um cause a person to think and maybe reevaluate, you know, um how they um how they see things in, in today's society or whatever, you know, waking them up as opposed to um, putting them to sleep or making them dance and, and shake their ass. You know, we have always had that type of music. From the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s, we have always had that type of music. And, but on the flip side of that, we have always had artists who want to um, do do something different. Think about this, man. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar got party records but deliver, but deliver um, messages in his records, you know, so it's it's not that even a, even a, um even some of these stupid ass rappers that we call quote unquote mumble rappers a lot of these mumble rappers are out here um speaking speaking positivity in our schools I'm gonna give you an example there was a um there was a brother that I used to um when I was doing a high school surface touring and speaking to the high school kids this brother was um his brother was educated he was from the Carolinas he was educated yeah he held degrees he don't even talk, speak like the way he rap. I'm talking about Waka Flocka. He don't even speak the way he rap, you know, and, and when you get around him, he's very educated, very intelligent, but when he's on that record, he has a persona that he has to keep up or wishes to keep up just to sell records. So, you know, with that said, man, I just want to uh, commend you for what you're doing and um, what you're doing with your career. I want to wish you all the success in the world. And I want to uh, deliver just a universal message that we all got opinions. We all got opinions. You know, we should we should never uh, we should never shoot down another individual's opinion or, uh, or, or or thoughts, personal thoughts in terms of whatever subject that ma- subject matter they're on, just because we don't necessarily agree with it individually. So that's it. That's all I want to say. 
and, and brother, I agree with that. But you know what I was saying was, I actually came from that lifestyle that mm-hmm. they rap about, and right. what well, all I'm saying is, like you said, Jay Z now he's making better music, okay? Because he came to the wisdom of that now. He's coming to yeah, yeah. the age of that. So I'm just telling them, you know, that it's not really beneficial. I'm not shooting it down because. You know, I have love for the young dudes out in the street doing this and that. I have love for them when I right. see them, I pull over and I talk to them. But what I was saying on the hip hop, you could get KRS one, and you can throw that dude on the corner in New York. And I've been there on the corner in New York where they beating on the on the barrels, and mm-hmm. that dude can he never have to curse or nothing, and he can deliver a flow to you that's gangster. His flow can be gangster, and he don't even have to talk about. Uh, selling drugs and chilling. He could just make his brothers. Yeah, that, there were many rappers out like that. Look, think about this. DOC, remember the DOC from the NWA days? The, yeah, I remember. The reason he signed, yeah, the reason he signed with Ruthless Records, one of the one of the main reasons he signed with Ruthless Records, um, one of his stipulations was, I will not curse on my records. So if you go back and listen to the DOC. Um, album and DLC was one of the hardest brothers out in the NWA. He was probably he was arguably one of the best lyricists from the NWA period, and um he didn't curse. He didn't curse. So there have you are absolutely correct. There are a lot of rappers and brothers out here who can hold a form without cursing, without um without uh saying anything derogatory, and there will be there will be more that comes out come after you. Like think about where you from. You say you from Atlanta, right? No, I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Okay, you're from I'm Florida. From, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there there have been many there have been many rappers, you know, from the down south area and I just picked one from Florida who who um who have who is brash on his records but but mm-hmm. when it comes to speaking to people, um, trying to deliver a message of positivity, you know, he can do that too. Trick that. Trick that he was yeah. up. You know, was, you know what I mean? So he, what I'm and what I'm saying to you is diversity. I'm glad that you exercise diversity in your records, and it's important that you know we pay more attention to the diversity as opposed to you know um, what's more popular today. What you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. because it's 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 you, it's you, it's it's guys like you who are underground or not mainstream who's going to have the most influence influence on the streets, right? Everybody goes uh, to the radio. Have, that's yeah, true. For the most That's part. true in a way. In a way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so, you know, go ahead. Yeah. But they um, so uh, the underground yeah, guys yeah. got a big platform now. These mm-hmm. these the underground guys signed to the a lot of them signed to the record labels, you know, and they mm-hmm. underground but they their sound is underground. You know. Right, right. So right I don't even right. really know what they call underground no more, I ain't gonna lie to you, brother. But I understand what you're saying. I don't listen to right. the radio. So yeah, I you know, I never shoot those brothers down and I wish them success, you know. And probably they have to come to the age that we are at, brother, and they have to go through something in life and probably, you know, some of their music mm-hmm. is playing. But I was just saying oh, that's yeah. why I don't really do it in my radio. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I wanna hear something a little bit more. You know, I wanna hear something right, right, like right. you right, know, I wanna yeah. hear when the bill and get paid and, and, oh, yeah, and, and, and over here struggling. But he, you know, somebody in the hospital, you know, and you know some real stuff. I want to hear some real stuff sometimes. Everything ain't always, 
Uh, I got the twelve hundred dollar Robin jeans on and the, and the fifteen hundred dollar shoes, and you ain't nobody because you ain't got this and that. You know, it's just right. It, that's why I say you have to be like you say, brother. You have to have diversity. Right. Well, keep up the good work, bro. And I wish you all the success in the world. I don't want to take up too much time on the show. Stay positive, Jack. Thank you, brother. Definitely thank you for the call, Jack. We're going to take you out with a Miss Marie Jones. Baby! Definitely. Thank you for that. Now we're going to go to the next caller. Uh, And then after after this call, we're going to go to the break. So, uh, caller in the 586-4640 on the air. Who is this? Walter Perry Lee. Walter Perry Lee, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, you pretty got good. any uh, questions that you contribute to the, uh, want to talk about any of the, uh, the, uh, the topics? Uh, you guys was talking about um, the, um, profanity and stuff on the um, and the rapper hip hop uh, music. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. If you got something you want to say about that in particular, uh, in particular. Yeah, they don't make music like they used to, you know. And when I hear stuff like that today, it's like they go too. It's kind of like going too far, you know. It's not like it used to be. All that clean stuff. Yes, sir. Definitely not. So, even in films and TV series too, you know, they they use they go they go way too far. That's true, bro. So, I got you. I got you. How you doing today, bro? Yeah. I'm pretty good. Trying to trying to um fulfill my goals. Yes. What 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 kind of goals you got? I'm a writer and an actor trying to set up my own production company. Okay, so see when you trying to set up, so do you already got your publishing? Yep, trying. Yep, got the book published and I got it, got it filmed. Do you own your own publishing company? No, I'm trying to set up my own production company. Okay, well, Walker Land Production. Now, what's that called again, brother? Walter Lamb Production. Walter, Walter Lamb Production. I'm going to look you up. Um, okay. I was thinking about writing a book uh, myself one time, bro. And, uh, yeah, I, I already got, got one published. What's it called? Go ahead. What's it called? What's the name of it? Oh, it's called We Can't Work It Out. It's on Amazon. Amazon, we can and, work it out. And um, Walker Dream of Jenna is on YouTube. I'm trying to revamp them. Everybody likes it. They say that that one should be a hit. Mm. Well, uh, friend me on my uh, on uh, Facebook at Mob Boss. Send me a friend request on Facebook at Mob Boss, and I want to check it out. Cause okay, I know I'm on. Okay, I'm on Facebook too under Walter Perry Lee. Okay, Walter Perry Lee. Okay. You can have me as a friend? Yes, sir. And, 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 and I was, and, and it, you know, it's a lot of uh, profanity in the music today, brother, you know. And I just feel like, 
you don't have to put the profanity in your music. When I seen Heart of a Lion, you know, mm-hmm. say a lot of curses, they can feel that. Dudes always say, I like that song right there. And, and they don't have nothing cursed in it, you know what I mean? So sometimes when people do a lot of cursing, they don't have nothing more intelligent to say. So right. they use people don't. People just don't. I got you. I got you. Heart. They don't. They don't see what's inside, like they like it used to be. You know, because when I was younger, I've always thought things gonna be like it was. You know, like I've always had dream about looking for what I've been wanting, but it don't turn out what I always wanted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yeah, well. But that's why I keep saying just hang in there. Yeah, yeah, everything's going to be great. Uh, uh, My boss, Walter uh, Walter Perry Lee, he also uh, does uh, a YouTube series, too. He has different, uh, you know, different short films and things on YouTube. Um, Perhaps maybe if you do a little acting, you know, you guys can hook up. Yeah, I'm doing that, too. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so definitely y'all will look up going uh Walter, thank you for the call. We wanna get ready for get ready for this break. Uh we're gonna go ahead and hew out with a uh wanna take you out with a yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey right, and like Walter. I said I'm 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 doing a play too real soon. Mm. And right. I need some support. I need a lot of support to bring this to life. Mm. Okay, yeah. send me that okay. please, Chris, brother. It's M O B B B O S S. Okay. Okay. All right, I sure will. You have a nice night, brother. You too. Oh yeah, definitely hook that up, man. Post that up in uh in the Black Topia group, man, and and tag some people. And uh, yeah. All right. And and we got two minutes before that break. Okay. We got what one? We got two minutes before that break. Uh yeah, we got two minutes, but uh, go ahead, Bart. Let's, let's see if we get another caller. Do we got another caller? Uh, yeah. Not before this day. We're going to take longer than two minutes. Uh, let's, we're going to take some more calls after the break. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we don't, we, we're, we're going to take the rest of the calls after the break. You're listening to Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Bob the Country Clean Lady, some guy named Jay and Adrian Charles from the Butterfly. We're going to play. We're going to play Mob Boss's single, Heart of a Lion, again, and we're going to play these commercials. Then we got the old church lady announcements. Then we got butterfly flow. So uh, stick around. Then we got more of your calls. They want to go straight into the topic. So uh, if you missed my father's heart of a lion, here it goes. We'll be back. Big E of It's a my boss. My boss, man. My music. Praise job. Plenty nights I cried, I watched the freezing foster home, even slept in the rain I tied, I had to run it up, 
I am in pen heaven. I committed suicide in an inkwell. Poetry breathed life back into my soul. My words are my witnesses, written into existence. My pen leaves smoke trails of ink. As I write through the lines of this paper, the air filled with smoke, smelling only of my ink vapor. This is Tammy S. Thomas, and you just heard a poem called Ink's Heaven out of my new poetry book, Emotional Soul of a Poetist. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. Greetings, everyone. My name is Nikki Brown, and I am the owner and founder of Circa 2009, a quality, all-natural powder company that meets all of your needs. You can find us online at www.circa2009.com www.circa2009.com Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye!
Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, up. Dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child, now wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes Tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. All right. Welcome to the second hour of the biggest colored show on earth. Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Clean Lady, Adrian Charleston the Butterfly, and I'm just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And, uh, we have our guest, Mob Boss, and uh, you can check out Mob Boss's music at mobbboss.blogspot.com. He's also a member of Blacktopia, like many of you callers, many of you listeners, and uh, and all of us here on the panel. So uh, definitely check us out in the Blacktopia Facebook group, chop it, chop it up with us. We do this every Tuesday night from 9 to 11. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the old church lady announcement. All right. In 2018, we'll have our first official Blacktopia convention and conference in in Charlotte, North Carolina. We will have workshops, booths, meet and greets, live music speakers, and more. That weekend will be one big ecosystem for supporting black businesses, black talent, and spreading information and education. Keep checking back here for more updates and information on the official Blacktopia conference and convention. Okay. Next thing I want to say is uh, if you love Blacktopia, if you love Blacktopia, and you love the website, and you love the Facebook group, and you love the mobile app, and you love this radio show, and you can make a small donation to us at the Blacktopia Patreon page. Blacktopia Patreon page. Visit it, www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash Blacktopia. 
your kind donations to the Blacktopia Patreon page. We'll go back into funding and patronizing other black-owned businesses, and a portion of the donations will go towards our upcoming Blacktopia conference and convention. Patrons and fans that will make generous donations will be treated with new and exclusive content that's only available on the Blacktopia Patreon page and only for those who make, a mon- make monetary contributions will have access to that exclusive material and content. You, that's how you'll be rewarded for your support, among the other rewards we'll be hitting you with. Uh, so, so actually, when you make a small donation, even if you make a dollar donation, all those pages that are locked, they'll just automatically be unlocked. <laughs> after you make a dollar donation. So uh, so that's what you have to do. We'll be putting some more information on there, too, like if you want to become a vegan. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that information will be there. Plus, uh, we got stuff with Melinda Parker. Got, uh, we got Adrian, uh, we got Andrean Tucker up there. Uh, so we got a lot of interesting things going on in the Blacktopia Patreon page. All you got to do is make a small donation, and we got more updates coming soon. Plus, uh, Melinda Parker's Dark Phoenix Saga, all of that, just just make a donation and you'll get to see stuff. So definitely do that. All right, time for me to shut up. And um, oh, oh, one more thing I want to say. If you want to advertise with Blacktopia, hit us up. Email us at blacktopiabusiness at gmail dot com, or you can hit me up, Jonathan Coleman. You know, one of the ad, well, the admin, well, one of the admins, but the creator of Blacktopia. Contact me directly on Facebook. Inbox me, and if you want to advertise on this show or advertise on Blacktopia.org, I'll give you more information on that. If you have some business, if you have a black-owned business, if you got some music, if you have some, uh, you know, any product to sell, even if you do multi-level marketing and you want to get some more people under you and get some more people under them, and so you can have your peer—I mean, not your pyramid, your upside-down triangle of success. Uh, you can do it by advertising with Blacktopia. All right, let me go ahead and get off this and pass the mic. Adrian Charleston. Hey. Hey. Oh, okay. I was making sure my mic was on. That was my mic tech. Hey. Um. <laughs> All right. Um. I'm gonna jump into this. This is normally I try to um. I try to you know keep on topic and what we're talking about, but today this has been. It's been laid on me. So today, this is Adrian Charleston with Butterfly Flow, and today, tonight I'm going to be talking about um, being open to love because it seems as if a lot of people are having difficulty. And I know, and I'm not even going to go into the dating stuff and how people date and all the other stuff, but part of it can be because they are afraid to love. And if you keep things superficial, if you're just sleeping with people and not going any further and getting any deeper to know the person then you stay superficial and it's not opening yourself up to love. But being able to open yourself to love is is very heroic, I will say, because you don't know what's going to happen. And, and it's not love that hurts you. It's the people who don't know how to love that hurts you because love is kind, love is all, love is everything. You know, I tell you all that all the time. And people mistake it for how people treat love and how people have treated you in the name of love. But I will say sometimes you have to take your time, see what's in front of you, and let some of that stuff go. Let those people go because apparently 
they didn't know what love was or how to use it properly or what it was like because a lot of times that's what the issue is. They've not been loved properly. They haven't been raised in love. They don't know what love is. So how are they supposed to love someone else? So it's scary for a lot of people in a lot of different situations. And I I just want to say be open to love. And when you're open to love, yeah, it'll hurt sometimes, but love is not going to be be what hurts you. It's going to be the people. And sometimes you have to look at those people and understand that they didn't know how to love. They didn't deserve your love, and they didn't know what to do with your love. And be okay with that. Not be upset and bitter and carry it on and on to the next person and the next person and the next person and be mad at love because love didn't do it to you. And guess what? The next person that you meet, probably not going to do it to you. So you just have to be open for it and just know that every person you meet is not out to hurt you. Every person you meet has not been, you know, hurt and messed up in the name of love and they understand what love is or they have been hurt and messed up by the name of love, but they still understand what love is and they chalk it up to the people not knowing. So be open to love and just know that you know it when you feel it And if it doesn't feel right or something is not right in the loving from someone else, it's probably not love. If it's manipulative, it's not love. If it's trying to get something out of you besides your love, it's not love. So just be open. um, Feel it. See what it feels like. And don't be afraid. Be courageous and be open to love. So that's tonight's Butterfly Flow with Adrienne Charleston. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. That was that was beautiful. I love that butterfly flow. It really spoke to my soul. <laughs> like, oh, good. Oh yeah. Now we uh we got some uh phone the phone lines are lit up. We got some more callers in well, the queue. We'll before you um, hey Jay, before you take a call, Barbara wanted to say something. Oh yeah, let me unmute Barbara's mic. Barbara, the country queen yeah. lady. Yeah, we got my balls on. Uh, let me bring Mob Boss back on. Yeah, bring him back too. Mob Boss, your mic is unmuted. Hello, how y'all doing? Hey, MB, yeah, I got a question. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. You know, too. even even with your, I know, right? Even with <laughs> you know your opinions that you feel for the new artists, hip hop and otherwise, I had one of my friends inbox me the question because her son wants to get into gangster rap. Um, he is pretty good at it, but. She was like, how do you feel about if your son came to you and said he wanted to be a gangster rap artist? And I mean, actually rap about stuff you know is not true. As a father and a mentor, would you support him in doing so? Or would you tell him no, based on, you know, your opinion of what you think of um, the artists of this generation and telling me that you didn't approve of them lying about what's not there? Um. I want to support my son and all things. As long as he ain't around here, just, you know, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell him my opinion that I don't really subscribe to that. But if he just still decides to do it, you know, you can't put your hands on him or nothing like that. Or you got to let him do what they want to do to find out. You know, like the brother was saying, me and the brother was saying, you have to come to that, that knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So if my son was good at doing it, and my son has asked me asked me to get on a verse with me, and I told him no. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I say it's certain kind of song we'll get on it, that together because at that time I wasn't doing, uh, I, I wasn't, I was into the gangster rap, and he wanted to get on it. I said, nah, you know, and you can't, you know, sometimes they say it ain't true, but you don't know what they be doing either, them young dudes. But it, it's just nothing to glorify. But if he want to get into that and he good at it, I mean, hey, yeah. it's going to cost him some money. You know, and if somebody's going to test him, they're going to see if he really about that too. So okay. that come along with it. Because when you're in the club rapping, they're in the club going to get crunk, and then they're going to pull out them guns, and they're going to want to fight. Now it's time to see, is that for you for real? Because if you look at all the rappers, it's a video made of them where somebody's going to tuck their chain or uh, they can't come to this city or that. So they going to see, is that really you? So that's mm-hmm. why I tell you too, don't don't do that because you're gonna make yourself a target. You know, right? You never heard about nobody trying to beat common up. You mm-hmm. never heard about that, but you hear mm-hmm. about um, you gonna hear about a beat trying to beat Joe Butters up because Joe Butters got was talking gangster, you know. So and Joe Butters probably was a gangster. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying if you talk that, mm-hmm. then it's gonna bring certain things towards you. So if you ready for that. If you really that, some dudes that's talking about that, they will really do that stuff. So, you know, that's them. When I listen, when I throw in NBA Youngboy, I can't listen to NBA Youngboy. And mm-hmm. some songs, I heard them, I heard, you know, my children were listening to them. And I went in there and NBA Youngboy go hard. I like NBA mm-hmm. Youngboy. But I can't play NBA Youngboy because I'm just not living like that right now. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just coming from a, a, a little older view for, from somebody who's been through there and seen it. But, right. hey, it's, it, it, that's up to the parent. You know, if your child got talent and you think they're going to make it big, you do that. I mean, that's what you want to do. I can't make no judgment. But my son, okay. personally, I would tell him that I didn't agree with it. And if he kept doing it, then I would... I would have no choice but to, you know, uh, son, I don't like it, but that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. Okay. Jay, this question for you. Um, Ebony Archer's interview last week that everybody couldn't hear because of sound defects. Um, somebody else inboxed me. Are we going to re-interview her on a later date? or Because, I mean, even I went back to listen to that. Because my priority mainly up here is to the person, my guest. I mean, I, anything else is secondary. My, my my primary concern is to make sure that the guest is comfortable, that they can be able to speak on themselves, and we can hear the interview, because we actually could not hear that. So that was another question asking me, are we going to redo Ebony, um, or are you going to let the one that you got on podcast stand? This is not a question that my boss, right? Hello? No, no, no. That's a question to Jay. Yay. Yay. Where is he? Oh, yeah. I'm muted my own mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are we going to? Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Because I listened to it too. It was real messed up. And everybody asking, are we going to re interview her or. Yes, ma'am. I heard the question. This is what we're going to do. On Welcome to the Country, we'll have her on there, but we're not going to have her on Blacktopia. Uh, for uh, for a while because we already have the guests booked up. So um, so okay. yeah, next yeah so we'll have our welcome to the country on an upcoming Friday or Saturday. So uh, so yeah we'll definitely bring Ebony Archer back and I'm also gonna have Ebony Archer is also gonna have some updates on the Blacktopia mobile app tomorrow 
hopefully. Okay. So if you got the Black Copia mobile app and you want to get some more information on Ebony Archer, uh, definitely yeah. get it. And you yeah, they've been answering me about that all week because they didn't. I mean, I went back to listen to it too. I mean, you could hear some things, but the sound quality was really, really bad. I mean, like I said, because my first and foremost um, attention is to my guests. Any other issues is not a concern of mine at that time. They're they're my priority. So yeah, I need to fix that with her um, any way we can. And that's just for the person that was asking me. I'm saying it out loud in front of everybody for you. We need to fix that. Oh. Anyway, you can. Yeah, we'll have her on Welcome to the Country. So, uh, so okay. yeah, you can also check out Welcome to the Country on blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand on certain off Black Fridays. All right, we got some callers. We got some people. We got the phone lines lit up. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, bring them on. You know, we got different topics going on. We got the NFL boycott talking about uh, if you should uh, let your partner's needs uh, go before your children's needs. And if you got some questions from Mob Boss, you got that too. Or if you want to talk about something you want to talk about, we're, we're open to it. So let's go ahead and take this first caller, the many callers, and say what you got to say, and let's keep it moving. We got many callers, so uh, we can't hog the mic like I just did just now. <laughs> caller in the four zero four nine nine three on the air. Who is this? Yeah, this is my this is my first time. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, we got uh, we got a new Black Sophie advertiser in the house. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, the mine calling out Atlanta. Oh yes, you oh did? yes, oh yes, oh yes. James, I'm here. Yeah, James Busey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's also one of our newest advertisers. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you got going on. Yeah, I'm, I basically like in the in the daytime I do a not, I basically work for myself, but I, I, I always did hip hop music. So as I created my own business, I uh, got back into the music industry. So now I do in the daytime I do what feeds the family, and then at nighttime I do what what I love. So you know it's uh. It's it's pretty good when you uh, can work for yourself. It, it makes you feel more like a, uh, I don't know. It makes you feel more priority when you come home and don't have to wait for a check. So I'm just staying focused with that and and, and always promoting my music. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, James Busey, have you had a chance to uh, to join us over in the Black Topia Facebook group yet? I think I, I added you last night. Um, I've been on there looking for a few things, and I'm always and I've been on your page looking at a few things that y'all been covering. Definitely, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna add you straight to the group since you uh, since you recently advertised with us. So well, I'm gonna add you straight to the group, and uh, you should definitely connect with Mob Boss, man. You guys could chop it up and get some things going. Mob Boss, should you be open to that? Oh, I'm always open to it. How you doing today, brother? I'm I'm good. You know, I, I was listening to the conversations, and you know, as a as a guy, and you know, I have a son too, and I do hip hop music, and I don't let him. I don't. I don't. As an artist, I don't. Like I tell you, you never hear me rap about drugs. You never hear me rap about violence, drinking, none of that stuff. Because as a as a dad, you want to teach your kids not to do that. You know, no matter what they love or what they like. You have to say you can't do that. 
as as a child to get them to instill them to so when they get older. Um, he likes football. I don't like football. Period. But you know, I let him play something. I can't take any, everything away from him. But as an artist, you have to be careful what you put out there and how you carry yourself because, like 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 Mob Ball said, people will test you. And I live in the city in Atlanta, and people get tested every five minutes. So, and I always tell them, if you think just because you have a gun, they didn't make one gun, you know, they made a bunch of them. So, so, you know, um, and we, we we talk about a lot of stuff throughout the city, um, history, you know, hip hop, Colin Kaepernick, um, um, you you name it, because as black people. The only way we're gonna make it, and the only way this man put his everything he had on the line for us, you know, he could be like a lot of other players and just collect money and continue to play and ignore the the problem that he see. But this man, this, this this man used his platform to come forward, and I remember, I remember back like about two years ago when the owners of the L.A. Clippers was calling black people the N-word. And LeBron James, Chris Paul, and uh, Kevin Durant got together and say they wasn't going to never dribble another basketball if this man on a team. But then I look at 12-year-old kids shot in LeBron's neighborhood, and LeBron says that's too big for him to handle. That's too big for him to ask for justice for this kid. But you was just about to stop playing basketball because the guy called you the N-word. But here's a child got killed in your neighborhood for playing with a toy gun and a right to carry state. And that's too big for you to, to, to speak on. And mm-hmm. I look at people like Muhammad Ali. He would have spoke on that. He would have said mm-hmm. something. Um, and, and that's why I said as an artist, I, I look at stuff that I see things people don't see. I don't watch Empire because that promotes gays in the black community. That, that, that promotes the Empire is a show. That show is, is just like the government. It's made to destroy us. Out of all mm-hmm. those successful black men on empire, none of them married. They either, if they're successful, they're either gay and got five different girlfriends, or they're violent. And, and and that's how that's how they're making. That's how they're drawing us up for the for the next generation. Even mm-hmm. I was point, I was pointing out today a State Farm commercial. Now LeBron James is one of the most successful guys in NBA. He does commercials for State Farm. He did a commercial as a single man because State Farm doesn't promote black families. And why can't this man do a video or do a commercial with your family? Now, you did Chris Paul with DeAndre Jordan in a dress. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. how, you gonna, how are you going to do that to your people? Like, everybody knows this man on the basketball court. He's the baddest thing you throw an alley oop to. But now you're seeing him on TV in a skirt. Tell me we've been robbed. How you? What, what are you supposed to? Mm-hmm. And kids follow stuff. And kids follow people, and and stuff like that. So you know, a lot of it is like we have to see it, and we have to fight. We have to fight as not just as black people, but as a community, and as what's right for the next generation to say, hey, attack the State Farm ad that did that. Attack mm-hmm. uh, 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 Empire. Attack Love and Hip Hop because. Mm-hmm. You constantly see it, basketball wise. I said, you wonder why black people never get no justice in the, in the courtroom when these white cops kill us? Because they always showing us beating each other up. So mm-hmm. if we beat each other up, what makes you think we don't care about the white person? So that when they shoot us, that's why that's why they walk. We we we, we are our own. 
we our own worst enemy because we put a dollar over everything instead of mm-hmm. looking at some things and saying, I can't do that. And Chris Paul, he could have easily said, make Lisa Leslie my wife. Make mm-hmm. Bruce Williams my wife mm-hmm. in, in the commercial. You can't do that. Right. I mean, I, I go I go beyond hip-hop. Music is what I love, and I try to reach a lot of people doing music. I did mm-hmm. a song called The Kids of the Future, and one guy asked me to use it on his site because all he does is promotions and stuff. And I tell him, in my community, I'm not a rich guy, but I work every day. I do huge donations to, to uh, homeless foundations. We, 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 deliver, we give clothes. We help mm-hmm. buy food. We go to grocery stores. My cousin is a... Um, he goes around and he goes to different stores and him and his twelve two twelve year old daughters sit up all night long and make two, three hundred bag lunches every night and he goes down to Atlanta and passes them out to the homeless people. Mm-hmm. And I and I tell people, you can have it all one day and then the next day you could be on that curve begging for a sandwich. Begging for mm-hmm. eat. Because don't mm-hmm. never think that don't never think that just because you're in a better situation, you're better than the next person. And that's mm-hmm. that's how I was raised. I was always raised to be a humble guy. So, mm-hmm. what is your name again? Uh, James Bussy, aka the Mar. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, James, definitely, definitely. Thank you for the huh? call. Uh, I just recently mm-hmm. had the Black Soap uh, tag tag you and Mar both in the post. See, so I could chop it up. Um, definitely, thank you for the call. Before we go on to the next caller. Uh, is there anything you want, any social media you want to plug, any links you want to plug right quick to the callers, to the listeners? I'm always on Twitter. Um, my Facebook is too live for most people, so, you know, people don't like my Facebook because I always, like, I always pull history into it and show people that the real history of America, of how we really were treated. But you can catch me on uh, www.twitter.com slash the mind, a.k.a. James. Uh, brother, brother, um, Demar, um, can you send me a friend request at Mob Boss on Facebook, M O B B B O S S? Because I'm always interested in um, looking up history. I love history. Yeah, history. I'm so deep with it. Right quick, I know y'all got to go to the next call, but I always tell people I have more advantage than anybody because I grew up in South Carolina and I used to go to this African village when I was five years old. So I always knew the real history of this country and I always knew how we were really treated, where the religion came from, where the first birth came from. Because I always ask people, if life started in Africa, how is your Jesus white? And we have to explain that to kids because we, we, we have to stop promoting that because we, we, uh, we, we, we're making our kids not feel good about who they are. And, and that's why you're getting the European look everywhere. And all these crazy things going on. We 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 are we are we don't know who we are, but once we find out who we are, and we're we're like the most prominent people on the earth, but we're not treated like that. And we don't treat each other like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, oh yes, definitely. When we have you on as a guest, James. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about that too. Um, you know, I'll be talking to you back in the inbox, and uh, we'll we'll be setting that up and fleshing that out real soon. Definitely, thank you for the call. Um, thank you. Definitely. Oh yeah, thank you. I'm gonna I'm take you out with a with a yes, yes. Oh, I wasn't ready. Yes, yes. There we go. Let's go ahead and get to the next caller right quick. Uh, and with my boss, I tagged y'all with a post together so y'all could uh go ahead and add each other. Okay, if you're streaming from your phone, just give us a call at five one six 
387. Oh, no, excuse me. If you're streaming from the link, my bad. If you're streaming from the link, then you call 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1. Bring in the whole queue and you'll get me on and you can chop it up with us. All right, let's go on ahead and bring on the next caller. Caller in the uh, – oh, we got some more callers. Uh, call, caller in the 314-381, you're on the air. Who is this? Well, I'm calling from the Midwest. I I don't hey, agree with uh, – this Mr. Pianchi. I don't agree with uh, the boycott of the NFL. And the reason I don't think that athletes should be involved today in political activism. And the reason is that your fan base is highly diverse today. They're not only from all spectrums of this country, but they also hail from many areas in the world. I read an article that said that Nigerians are on the verge of taking over the NFL and the NBA, the way they are continuing to go on and place players in those two rounds. As far as Mr. Kaepernick is concerned, the NFL had already provided a provision for those who did not want to participate in the national anthem. Now, when he was asked why he done what he done, it wasn't so much necessary why he done what he done. What came to play was the reason why he said it. And that reason is very offensive to many of the people that patronize the NFL. Their viewership dropped 28%. That equates to dollars. And that's just something that the overall organization cannot sustain. You have a different time between now, today, and when Cassius Clay... Muhammad Ali done what they done and even in 1968 the Olympic sprinters done what they done so no you have Colin Kaepernick who went from a high paying athlete to possibly a no getting paid activist and I think he should have concern, put concern on, uh, on his sport I recommend that uh, young athletes who don't spend a lot of time, effort, and sacrifice to go ahead and take your employment to make your money. And when you leave that arena, then you can get involved with whatever you want to. And the same thing applies to other areas, too. There's, you know, in his contract, he can't ride motorcycles. And other professions in the contracts that you sign, they put limits on what it is that you can get involved in and what you can go out and get involved in as far as activities are concerned. So, no, I'm a, I don't think it's going to go any place. Uh, okay. Now, um, now, does anybody want to uh, rebuke or rebuttal or whatever the term is to what, uh, what he's saying? Um, anybody anybody want to challenge that? And, uh, and, and so. Caller, uh, actually, sir, uh, before you go back and forth, want to allow just just make the 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 uh, the, uh, the comment concise because we got some more callers waiting to talk. So 
So uh, so definitely go ahead and uh, anybody got something to say, say it. I think that um, I was watching a movie the other day, and a brother had worked himself up to being some big-time lawyer. And when he got to being a lawyer, it, he was putting pressure. He was he was locking up innocent people and going against people that that he wanted to help from the beginning. And it, you know, and it hurt the brother that he got up there to do that. And I thought about that. I said, you know, I I, I don't feel like I, I feel like an athlete should sometimes get involved in public things. I mean, you know, they they have a great influence to what. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, you know, if me and you say something about what's happening in the black community, we're just another voice. But if if Michael Jackson was here, he would have said something that has a different uh, outlook. You know, people are going to pay more attention to it. So I feel like they should say something sometimes. You know, I feel what the brother's saying, too, that if you are if you work your way up to being a football player, you probably shouldn't get involved in that if you care about fan base. But that's the thing, like, even with the music. I, you know, some people say, well, why you would make a song about God? Won't that run your fan base away? But, uh, uh, you know, I, I want fan base, and I want people to support me, and I, you know, but at the end of the day, I have to be who I am, though. So right. sometimes you have to stand up. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. somebody got to stand up sometimes. It's from the way I think. And, and, and I wanted to say, um, yeah, I agree with my boss. I think that what the people who are in the public eye, like like he was saying, like if I spoke up, not saying that it wouldn't mean anything, but it would mean something. But if I, you know, if I'm at my job or I'm at a sporting event and I'm sitting or kneeling, nobody's going to pay as much attention to me, and they'd be like, oh, she's trying to shoot. And then someone who has the power, who has the fan base, who has a lot to lose, and sometimes people don't pay attention unless someone has a lot to lose. And because he has a lot to lose and at this point has now lost it, it means a lot more coming from someone and their viewpoint and being able to stand by what they what they feel is right. And I think mm-hmm. that says a lot about the person, not, you know, and I mean, we already know the NFL and what's going on with that. And I don't, I mean, boycotting stuff, everything that people say boycott, I don't do anyway. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't do Black Friday. I don't watch football. So keep them coming. Shea butter, wasn't using it anyway. <laughs> All these boycotts are great with me because I don't even do half of the stuff that people boycott. So <laughs> let me answer. But, let me let me respond to a couple of those questions. You made mention of using an example of a lawyer. Maybe the lawyer should have been a defendant, a defense attorney rather than a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing too about the, the those who are put in the limelight or put there by people who supported what it is that is being sold, advertised, that eventually pay their salary. Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey made a comment about beef, and the beef industry came after her. She apologized. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson made a record with lyrics about Jews. They pulled mm-hmm. his music off the shelf. He had to apologize. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Black America don't have that type of clout. To demand that, and now that Colin Kaepernick is in the position he is, nobody is coming forward to donate money toward his cause. I've known some activists that when they died, they had to put a collection 
a bowl on their chest in their casket in order to pay for their barrier. So, so that says more about you know, us it's than easier about the said. people who are activists, though. Mm-hmm. It's easier said. See, we people like to spend other people's money, but when it comes down to contributing to that, nobody runs around. I have a grand a, a grandchild that plays college sports, and I'm not going to name the college, but I told him don't participate in the activism because he's there. Well, first is he's there on scholarship money, and that money comes from every place. Look at your NAACP. They can't say what they want to say because the majority of their money to operate comes from corporations. They don't come mm-hmm. from black people. Mm-mm. Carla, you know, um, I, I agree with you what you're saying in that regard. Uh, we This is what I say we need to do, and then we got to go to the next caller. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I need to flesh out the idea about what I'm going to say. Uh, we're, and this is gonna, we're going to bring this up on a future Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio. We do this every Tuesday night. Caller, are you in the Blacktopia Facebook group? No, I'm not. I, I don't spend Facebook. Spends too much of a person's time. Okay, well, I'm sure you agree. Well, we, we have to promote the show. <laughs> well, uh, well, call if you can. Just favorite this show, uh, favorite this black uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand. We do this every Tuesday night from nine to eleven. So, uh, favorite this, and we're gonna we're gonna revisit this topic if you can, if you can join us again in the future. Uh, we have to get to some more calls, but I uh, definitely thank you for uh, for participating. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to go ahead to the next caller. Uh, the caller that just hung up, call, uh, if you're on the link, call back in. Let's take these uh, few, next two few calls. Caller is 201-463. You're on the air. Who is this? Hello, everyone. This is Nikki. Um, owner of Circus 2009. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? You're doing well. You sound just like your commercial we just played earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Barbara. How are you? Hey, baby. I'm doing fine. Good, good, good. Um, so I just wanted to talk about the Kaepernick situation. It's probably going to be some people that get mad at me for saying it. But, um... I guess about two years ago, um, I watched and was introduced to the ISIS papers. And hearing Dr. Francis Cress Welsing talk about balls um, and their impact and importance in society that we were unaware of definitely opened my eyes to sports and to watching television in general. And so it amazes me now because, but I know that it has to be somebody popular. Like that's what makes us move and do things different. Like somebody else or a group of people have to be doing it first. Um, I think that it's kind of sad that we're even paying attention to it because of this one person and not because of all the other issues collectively. Mm -hmm. So just personally for myself, um, I don't even watch television anymore. I understand that it is programming. I do understand that I can still watch it without being programmed. I can see it for what it actually is, but mm-hmm. the average person has no idea what's going on and they cannot 
um, decipher and discern this, the difference be- between what's being fed into their psyche on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. So not only that, um, I watched that football movie about how the guys get concussions and start going crazy and losing their minds. And, like, it's all these sports is nothing but the court gesture, performance for, the, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that just needs to be entertained, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and the bait is the money. You know, mm-hmm. take these couple dollars you know, eat, do it big, you know, get this, get that, uh, make it rain and all of this other kind of foolishness, um, Mm -hmm. which means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. So, um, yeah, that was my two cents. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. You're right. You're very right. Yes, I agree. Mm Oh, yeah, well, I agree, I agree. You know, everybody's making some good <laughs> points. Uh, I love it what everybody's saying. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give my opinion later on in the show. Uh, Nikki Brown, uh, go ahead and plug your uh, plug your store again before we go to the next caller. Um, yep, I'm at www.circa2009.com. Circa means since or around the time of. And I have been... Um, uh, working towards entrepreneurship since 2009, which is one of the reasons I called my business that name. Um, And I sell all natural products like soap, shampoo, conditioner, and I even make gemstone designed jewelry for those people who want to get their chakras right. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely thank you for the call. Nick, thank you for supporting Blacktopia. Also, thank you for being one of our proud sponsors, too. Um, and, and, you know, that we'll definitely continue doing business with each other. And uh, definitely stick around and uh, continue listening. We're going to go ahead and bring on some more callers. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, definitely. All right. Thank you, Nikki Brown. We're going to take you out with a That's Right Girl. That's Right Girl. Ciao. All right. Let's go on to the next caller. Caller in the 336-324. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, Jonathan. This is Sharita Benson. Hey, we can't see you tonight, Jonathan. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, y'all in the, in the chat. <laughs> I'm glad you I mean, you in. said you were gone. <laughs> yeah, I said I was. Hey, well, I'm glad you listened. I'm glad you uh, contributed. Yes, I sir. I love yeah. what you're doing. Definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to make a comment. Was- Oh, say that again. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. Um, my name is Sharita Benson. I'm a business owner as well. I design plus size clothing. Um, but I wanted to talk about uh and and, and um you know, our elder was on the phone speaking some things and and I understand. And understanding doesn't mean agreeance, but I understand. And what hurts me the most and I've dealt with this. I've been a business owner for five years. I worked for corporate America. Um I understand what it is to speak out about something that can mess your money up. I understand what it's like to assimilate. I am very well. I, I am well, very well versed in assimilating. And I came to a, a point in my life where I said I won't. And you have to live with yourself. I, I, I think um, I'm gonna say your name wrong. Mob boss. I agree with what um. you said 
about it's like having to look at yourself in the mirror. And the fact that we don't understand our power, see, see, the others understand our power. That's why they're trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. But we don't exercise our power. So the question you ask is about boycotting. What does boycotting do? It does nothing because you don't understand your power. And if you don't use your power, you'll never be powerful. And because we That's never stand together to show that we can stand behind this young man, and I'm going to call him a young man because I'm not going to say everything he did, with, but he's kneeling because the, the, the military said, it's kneel. We can accept you kneeling. Now he's now he's getting... um. Now he's being blackballed for kneeling when the military is the one who told him to kneel. And mm-hmm. then we're sitting here as our people are not supporting this young gentleman because I am glad that he's aware enough in his spirit to know I have to look at myself in the mirror. And a lot of us who have been taught to go to school and, and get you a good job, I have been laid off from three tech jobs. That's why I started my own business because I have I managed ten million dollars worth of accounts for a company. We they mm-hmm. use our intellect. They use us, and we are okay as long as you give us a check. And and my thing is, if I die and you got to pull a bowl on my chest and collect change to bury me, I already told my mother put me in the pine box because I'm <laughs> I don't need my body. And that, yeah, see, that's where our attitude is. We want what we want now, and that is the mentality they have made crabs in a barrel. And then when it's time to stand up for someone, we're too scared because if they mm-hmm. didn't stand up and and stop riding the buses, you wouldn't know your economic power. See, they thought that's that right. the the, the uh, civil rights movement started over someone sitting on a bus. No, they got upset because mm-hmm. we no longer put money in their pocket. You didn't want us on our but your bus. But when we stop riding your bus, you're mad at us. When we create our yeah. own business, we create Black Wall Street all over the world. It wasn't just in Tennessee. There was mm-hmm. one here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We had our own communities, our own doctors. What did they do? They lied and said someone got raped so they can burn it down because we have economic power. Oh, but us niggas mind. is never going to do anything. And I'm speaking mm-hmm. to the choir because ain't nothing going to happen because niggas want money. They want to be, they want to look <laughs> like the internet. But instead That's of speaking right. together and looking at yourself in the mirror. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I went on a straight tirade. I had 30 no, no, seconds. No, no, no. You said it all <laughs> right. You said it all right. Don't you dare stop. You said it all right. Is, is, is that the truth? I and it pisses me off and nothing is going to happen. But I'll say this black mm-hmm. woman who owned her mm-hmm. black business, at the end of the day, this body is temporary, this world is temporary, and the only person I got to answer to is myself and God. And if I mm-hmm. feel like I want to stand up for something and it messes my money up, I am good with that because I can mm-hmm. look at myself in the mirror because when I have to answer to God, he's going to ask me, wasn't you convicted to do something such and such and such and such? Why didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, nothing, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you should definitely now. See, you know, people people like to talk about sellouts and stuff like that. Now, people that, that that's what I I say is is, is sellouts. They're they're uh, you know, they they they're they're not um, they're doing things that's against what they really feel just to make mm-hmm. the money. And um, if mm-hmm. that's not what they truly feel, I, I'd rather uh, mm-hmm. miss a paycheck. I'd rather not get that money mm-hmm. uh, uh, than to do something that I don't believe in. I, you know, I, I stand against. And um, and and and, and, I, and I know some of these other people may say, "Oh, we can't afford to do that." Well, that's why we need our own shit. We need our own. Mm-hmm. And let's, you know, 
And you've been saying that, Jane, for way too long, and nobody's listening. Again, white people will back themselves. I don't, I'm going to give y'all a quick point to ponder. The lady I was taking care of, my God rest her soul, her daughter robbed her of four hundred and some thousand dollars That girl is the head administrator of a $2.5 million company. They still left her with the, uh, the, the means to use their company credit card. She still has the means to do all the business aspects of somebody who had never done nothing wrong like me there. And yet everybody felt sorry for her and kept her in place. Don't you know had it been me took twenty dollars, I would be talking to y'all from eight eleven. See, regardless of what they do, they support one another. You can't catch two black people doing it to save their lives. They may start out but once they see one doing better, all of a sudden it's a problem. That's what's yes. wrong with us and that's what's gonna keep us down, as you said, Sharita. It's gonna keep us down because we don't know how to work together. No matter what's going on, we can't get it right. White folk I don't care how wrong they are. They will support one another 100%. Us, mm-hmm. you can't catch us doing it. Curse from the plantation that's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. And until we get it right, that's why we suffer. The white man ain't holding us back. We're doing it to ourselves. Because we Thank buy you. more than white folks. I work for them. So I know we buy more than white folks. We always mm-hmm. did. Because, see, they save their money. We, that's how they have money left over for annuities and inheritance money for their grandchildren and all. Yes. They know how to save. We don't. It. We don't, okay? And that's what the girl stole the money her mama saved and daddy saved. See, they know how to save. We don't. But even if we're doing all that bad, if we do like Jay said and channel that money into our own folk, we would be better off. But we're not going to do that because we don't want to see one black person get a little bit better ahead. We fail to realize that one person getting ahead may help the rest of us get in line. And nobody, everybody's missing that. So, I, girl, I completely agree. Testify, testify, oh, yeah. testify. Oh, yeah. We need to know oh, yeah. our power. Oh, yes, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, Sharia, thank you for the call. Thank you for that, mm-hmm. that excellent uh, monologue. I loved it. I loved every point you made. Yeah, yes, God. Um, and uh, also, you know, definitely advertise Black Topia too. They're talking to me about that. Thank you for having me. Keep it up. Thank you, Lola. And I'm going to still have you on the Money Monday uh, discussion. We're going to talk. I'm going to still have you on that. I haven't forgot oh, about you. We're going to make that happen. Definitely, yes, sir. Definitely. All right. Thank you, Sharita. Um, okay. Now, uh, the callers uh, that hung up, uh, if you're still listening, uh, we're in the fog hour. we got five minutes left, so we're going to wrap it up. But, yeah, the phone lines were lit. Uh, a lot of people uh, calling in. Thank you all for that. Um, and like I said, you know, about Blacktopia, it's all about one of the main focuses of Blacktopia is uh, economic empowerment for our people. Uh, we need our own shit. We need to quit uh, asking the white man for money. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Latinos come over here, uh, uh, Asian people come over here, and they act like white people don't fucking exist. You know, they they, mm-hmm. they they have their own shit. They 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 uh, they have their own everything, and and we still mm-hmm. we still play in that sandbox. You know what? Forget yeah. boy. I mean, you know, I think we should boycott the NFL. But in addition to that. We just need our own league. All these, all mm-hmm. these uh, millionaire uh, athletes that are just sitting on money. Why don't y'all say fuck the NFL, fuck the NBA, and start your own league and and separate mm-hmm. from their. Like, 
we just, but we can't do it. We're scared to do that because we still think that we need white people. We don't need them. You know, we do, we we don't need them. And and, and um, and I'm not saying fuck white people. I'm not saying hey, I hate white people. We gotta share this earth. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, the right. earth belongs to all of us. But while we're here, we don't need you. While we're here, you know, and right. we need to quit acting like we uh we we need them. We need to unplug in many different ways other than just uh. You know, and, and and Michael Jackson and all these other people who made their apology, they shouldn't even apologize, so they want to get paid money too. They say, oh, yeah, I said it, fuck y'all, and then that let their album sell for shelf. You know, but uh, but that, that that you know, we got three minutes left. Uh, Mob boss, is there anything you want to say, right quick? I want to say, uh, you can get in contact with me or uh, follow me at www.mobmusic.com. That's M O B B. M-U-S-I-K, mobmusic.com, or you can hit me up on Facebook, Mob Boss. Uh, But what I want to say is a lot of us brothers, and I'm not um, into the prejudice thing and nothing like that. You know, I have love for everybody because the Bible said love thy neighbor and uh, God is love. But I want to say this, a lot of us brothers need to start. Stop being scared to speak to your brother and say hello to your brother. You want to your brother and look all at him like he's trying to look in his eyes and all you know brothers just brothers is trying to be too tough with each other and that's what i see out here and i want to say that you it you know everybody will say you're a coward because you won't do this or that but uh, sometimes you're a coward because you won't do what's right but you got to do what's right out here sometimes you know and, and if somebody who doesn't want to do right and you know like you see two brothers Depending on something, you don't want to step up and, 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 and shed some light on them, brothers. You know, that's a coward. So, you know, sometimes you got to be ready to stand up. But, uh, and that's what the mob about. You know, we about bringing everybody together. And, and, and I, I definitely want to see my black brothers and sisters uh, come up to a greater level and, and start uh, bonding together. But I don't see that ever happening. Oh, it's going to happen. We, 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 we won't speak that into existence. It's going to happen. Uh, right now, we have some struggles with it, but uh, we're going to keep speaking this, and we're going we're going to we're going to change the mindset. Well, I don't I don't want to. Uh, we got to move. We got to move on, Mob Boss. Thank you for that, uh, Barbara. Can you say anything you want to say right quick? I'm just happy we had a very good. I mean, totally awesome. Conversation, my boss. Thank you for the interview. And as I said, keep it going, bro. Keep it moving. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. Adrian Charleston, anything you want to say right quick? Yes, I want to say great show. Thank you to everybody who called in and gave their input, whether it was agreeing or not agreeing. It's just having different viewpoints and being able to discuss things in a in a grown folk, mature manner. I loved it. And I love the preaching we got and the lessons yes, we have learned tonight. So, <laughs> oh yeah, check us out at blacktopia.org. We do this every Tuesday night, and from nine to eleven here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand. Uh, Birdman, is there anything you want to say? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. We ain't got no more talking. Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night.